I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Hindacast back again covering episodes 11 and 12, a little later than planned. I'm sorry guys, it's my fault. I woke up this morning a little bit under the weather and it's taken me all day to come around and be able to make this podcast. Still struggling on. <laughs> yeah, we are covering the second commitment ceremony and the next two surprise couples who came in. Well, not so much a surprise couple, there's always extras. Well, the first two couples out of the four couples due to come in. Okay, Roz and Thomas opened up the commitment ceremony. There was a last pain between them the moment they sat down. But they were wearing matching outfits, which I thought was nice. So they made an effort. But it's still very, very lukewarm. I think we can say at best there's a kind of a a warm friendship between them at the moment. At this point in time, yeah. And I think we need to christen, officially christen Ross as Miss I Don't Know. One of her points was that she felt that Thomas always thinks that she doesn't know. Yeah. And she says, "I, I do know, you know, that's not a fair criticism. But when the actual moment came... And it came down to the nitty gritty. She said, I don't know. I don't know. And we went to an ad break. Yeah, it was like we were all kind of thinking that you don't know anything. What's your name? I don't know. I don't really know, you know. Yeah, I know. It's like Mavis and Coronation Street. It's just getting kind of a bit old hat now at this stage. So hopefully something happened between those two to move it on. Oh, my God. Because it is, they're a bit boring. Like, I like them and everything. They're lovely people, but they're a bit boring, aren't they? Yeah. And she did say stay in the end anyway. She did say stay in the end. And he said stay in the end. Can I just say that we saw in the trailer for next week that she suggested to go and make Mad Passion Love or something. He jockey backs her into the bedroom. Right. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Portia and Terence appeared on the face of it to be a very different kettle of fish. There was lots of apparent warmth between them. They were practically sitting on top of each other, but I'm still not buying it. No, look at, and I don't think of Porsche is a very good actor. I think, you know, um, Terence is getting stuck into it and he's playing his part, but I don't think Porsche actually knows how to play her part. She's kind of saying what she should be saying, but the way she's looking, her mannerisms, like, don't back up what she's saying. They said all the right things in that Terence said that, you know, he's learnt and he's going to go forward during the week and he's going to let the little things go. And but Portia's going to let the little things go. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's what Portia's going to bring right. into this week, that she's going to let the little things go and that, you know, Terence is going to learn to compromise. He's going to compromise with Portia. Yeah. So well, bit. the fact that I got it mixed up proves, you know. I'm just know. not feeling the body language between no. those two. I think, you know, as I say, Portia's kind of, she's saying all the right things, but, you know, what she's saying and what she's doing, she's talking the talk, but she's not walking the walk. Well, they're hamming it up. They are. And I, there's, you know, there's some things that you can't fake her unless you're a very good actor and she's not a very good actor. Yeah. Fact. Peggy and George, the same thing. I think they're hamming it up as well. I mean, you can kind of see George and he's wrapping his arm around her and he's trying to get the pose good when they sat down on the couch and all that. Come on. I think George's is telling Peggy everything that she wants to hear or everything that he needs to say mm. to get her into bed. <laughs> uh, you know, like Peggy is kind of fairly transparent. She doesn't ask for much in fairness, you know. She wants that affection and she wants to be made to feel like a princess and George is well up to that task. You know, he's he's actually, you know, Peggy sort of says, you know, I'm nervous because I don't think that people can change their values that quickly. Guess what? They can't. <laughs> no, they absolutely. Don't. And, you know, it is too good to be true. She thinks it's good to, too good to be true and it is. But the experts are doing everything they can to keep it all sweet because what does Paul say? Judge by the actions, you know. 
Yeah, you know, I think she is judging by the actions, and that's the problem. Yeah, she's judging. I think in her gut, she kind of knows that no, this, this there's something not right here. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, he is kind of just playing the game, and he's telling yeah. everything he want to hear. But at the same time, the experts are pushing her on. They're lulling her into a false sense of security. What like about the action of him writing on the blackboard and putting it down a second last? The children thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the action. But that's a, that's yeah. a fundamental difference between two people. Exactly. You know, that one person wants children, the other person doesn't really. And then all of a sudden, when he's called out, it's like, oh, well, you know, like if it was with you, I'd, I'd want to have children. Who the hell did he think she was talking about? <laughs> Yeah. You know, children, some random That's what the task the was about, exactly. It was a wee task, not an eye task. Oh, God. Well, again, that was another get out of jail card he was given by Mel. So the experts, again, are playing along with this narrative of keeping them in at all costs. In fact, they seem to be trying to keep everybody in at all costs because they said, if memory serves me correctly, that they do another intervention. Along yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. Was that did. with Ros and Thomas? I know it was Ros and Thomas. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Again, so they're they're doing way more interventions. Everybody's going to be kept in. They're trying to get their value. Well, I think they need to be doing more interventions in fairness. Well, it's going to get but very like, crowded. With Peggy and George, I, I think that Peggy is there for the right reason. I think she wants to find love. Um, and she is holding it back from George's because she knows that there's something not quite right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still say. I wonder will he get his end away this week? Though, I still it. say if it wasn't for the fame end, she wouldn't bother with him in real life. Uh, I think, you know, I think she's at a stage where she probably does want to, to settle down. And George just wants to have sex with her. Nathaniel and Ella. Oh, God. This should be the Nathaniel show, shouldn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, we thought if anybody could upstage Ella, we thought we thought that's unlikely, but he's having a damn good go. It was all about what I need. I don't think that you can give me what I need, what he needs. It's all about what he needs all the bloody time. What about what Ella needs? And we've said this over and over again in all of our episodes. Ella's needs are not being addressed at all. No. Which allowed her to go off crying again. Yeah. The the interesting thing from him was only just become your authentic self. Now, does that refer to her gender swap? I think that's what he was implying. Yeah. But I suppose he would be forgiven for thinking that he meant, oh, you're only becoming your true and authentic self now, as in you're opening up to me. Mm. The fact of the matter is, I think Ella is being her true and authentic self. Yeah. And he just doesn't want it. Ella's true and authentic self is that flamboyant kind of, you know, devil may care attitude and look at me. And that is herself. And he doesn't like that. And we've seen this before in so many different series of this show. People who are loud and like to be life and soul of the party and centre of attention, they don't like their partner doing the same thing. Well, I think it's very controlling of Nathaniel. He does want something that she can't give because she doesn't have it to give it. Mm. It's not who she is. So again, he's expecting her to fundamentally change and the experts are agreeing and they're not addressing what Ella needs. Nobody has said to Ella, Ella, what do you need from Nathaniel this week? Maybe so. But just to go back to what Nathaniel is asking there, my second point would be he's putting the bar too high. Well, he's purposely putting the bar too high. Yes, point taken. Um, and he said, I know what love feels like. And guess oh, what? Oh, God, yeah. That's yeah. not it, Nathaniel. Yeah. And he knows that's not it. And he knows yeah, that's never going to be and, it. And, and he, he said, oh, I know all about love. He's picking the things that she can't compete with. Yeah. That's what he's doing. She's never going to be. She's never going to be his match. Never. She, I mean, if she kind of did backflips 
naked across a <laughs> pond or something, it would never be enough for him. So it shows just how fame hungry they both are, that they're both voting stay. I mean, again, it's just fake. I think Ella is still holding out hope. I think Nathaniel is giving her just about enough to hold on. Like she does fancy him. At the end of the day, she does fancy him. Yeah. And she said that and she made that very clear. And she said, you know, I'm not here to be friends. She she does want somebody to be you know, romantic with, sexual with, you know. Yeah grow it well speaking of sexual and romantic Tasha and Paul were up next they are certainly both of those things uh, Tasha was certainly uh, blushing and gushing and Paul wasn't far behind that was funny wasn't it they were like two teenagers and ah, yeah it was it was nice and all that it really was it was cute I mean there's nothing negative to say about these two, no, these two is there's there there's not really um, not. like she was she's I think she's genuinely trying to let her guards down and, and Paul is just such a lovely guy he's just yeah. such a gentleman Paul the expert was in his element though there's no doubt about it you know Work with what you have, you know, work, work in the moment, you know. How do you feel right now? Right this moment. Yeah. And he got that lovely one. She feels safe with him. And it was nice. (laughs) It was cute. It was cute. I I give you that, Paul. It was cute. Yeah. You know, like Paul is grand when everything is going pretty well. This Paul the expert. Yes. Yes, he is. He really is. It's when there could be conflict and there could be difficulty. That's when he takes the easy way out. Yeah, he doesn't address the difficulties. No, 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 no. So we leave Poe with all the easy couples. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to keep everybody sweet. Talk about easy couples. Laura and Arthur. Arthur couldn't make it. He wasn't like you. He didn't struggle in. I know. Look at me. I mean, practically in my deathbed here and I'm still recording this podcast. Yeah, we think Arthur has COVID. Well, when we're basing that on the fact yeah. that when they were doing their challenge, they were outdoors. Yeah. And they had their, their drawing boards outdoors doing their values and they never got close at all. We never yeah. even saw them in There's the There's no shoot. reason in the world you'd go outdoors and shoot that. And they were a big distance apart as well, weren't yes. they? And he didn't go to the dinner party. And he ha- he's not even in the apartment because she did her interviews in the apartment, in the That's bedroom, right. etc. And there was no trace of him at all. Yeah. I mean, if he was that sick, he'd be in bed. Yeah. He yeah. should be in bed. He was in bed. He's just in somebody else's bed. So, <laughs> Laura sat down and Laura didn't really address her relationship. At Laura all. decided she would have a nice little sub story. And that was basically that she feels attacked. By Luke. Again. Yeah, of all people, by poor old Luke. I, I think it's hilarious, the bitching that goes on between <laughs> all of the couples. It's just phenomenal. They talk, like, behind each other's backs. Like, everybody is backstabbing and everybody is two-faced. Yeah. And, yeah, the support they give each other when they're on, oh on the couches. Oh, my God. They're all up there. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Oh, you my got God. This, yeah. Oh, oh And they're staying. And they're all so delighted that each other are staying. And we have to compete against them for another week. What a whole oh, load of crap. Rant over. Yeah, look at Laura. <laughs> Laura down. is staying and she says she's not a gold digger just for the record. Yeah. That she inherited her money. Yeah, again, she threw in the dad thing. You know what I mean? It, again, it's this, you know, the old heartstrings. And I did feel sorry for Luke, but, but you know, he kept his mouth shut. Look, in fairness, though, I, 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 I do think, you know, Luke has a point because I felt that that's the way she came across in her initial interviews, um, that she just wanted the man with money, mm. you know, and it's, oh, this is the lifestyle I'm, I'm, I'm used to and I'm accustomed to. But really, she really should have said, I'm a go-getter. You know, I went out, I got this for myself. Yeah. And this is, you know, I know what I've got to, I know what I bring to the table. Therefore, I'm not afraid to eat alone. She is a young lady with aspirations, but she, as you say, she has done something herself. She's built up a business. Uh, she is 
is a lady of means and she wants somebody to match her. And that's not exactly a crime. Well, no, she appears to be a lady of means, but is that because she has built it up or is that because of her inheritance? Mm, the old, so, old money, new money yeah, debate. Well, like, look, you know, she is. That's the end of it. Yeah, look, at her, and fair play you know, to her and I wouldn't begrudge her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shona puts her two tuppens in during oh, that conversation. Oh, she certainly did. And um, she wasn't doing Luke any favours because she said, well, Luke, come on, you were going around everybody saying that. So uh, nothing about like you know your husband going around telling everybody what you got up to in the bedroom there, Shona. <laughs> nothing about that. Yeah, you know, know it's a bit pathetic, and I don't think she did herself any favors either because when he when he answered her and and he answered her very graciously and there was no argument about it or anything like that, she just shut up. She had nothing else to back it up. The last thing I'll say on them is this: Laura got such a great one from Mel. Mel said it must be so difficult sitting here without Arthur. My God, do you think there were married 30 years and he just died oh, like give me a break like seriously yeah I know absolutely yeah like when it's only the second commitment ceremony and they obviously haven't seen each other all week so they've yeah. spent what a week and a half together anyway Luke barely recovered and himself and Jay were called up yeah and the experts said they were like a couple that were married for 30 years and they were they did <laughs> smack at that didn't they and Paul said being in the moment is clearly working for you yeah, it's uh, look at they're a nice couple as well. I think they're the only real couple. Um, well, obviously, notwithstanding the fact that Tash and Paul are getting on really well, but they're younger. Yeah, and they're kind of in, in the whole like first what, throes of youth. Yeah, I liked what Luke expressed. He probably gave as good a definition of love as you'll get in that you know she makes him feel adequate. You and know? he can be himself around her, you know, which is and, really, and, really important. And that's all really the guy wants to be, you know, which is perfectly okay. Adequate is good. Good enough is good, you know. Sometimes that's the validation people need. Now, other people in that room need a lot more validation and they need to feel that they're world class and expert and terrific and, you know, the next big thing. He just wants to feel enough. Yeah. And she makes him feel enough. And I think he makes her feel enough. And, and they are. They're a nice couple to watch, aren't they? Ah, they are. Absolutely. And they were from the first moment. They laid eyes on each other. Well, unlike the next couple. Yeah. Shona and Brad, a different energy came to the couch. Yeah, as one of well. the experts said. Emotionally immature. That was how it really all kicked off. He was asked a direct question, Brad was, do you think that Shona is emotionally immature? And he thought about it very, very briefly. And he said she has traits. Yeah, yeah, there are traits. Yeah. There's so many alarm bells going off my head over him. Yeah. Like, who the hell does he think he is? A Dalai Lama? <laughs> It's like, seriously, he just, he just thinks he has it all together and he's just, he's not coming across well at all. He's a controller and a manipulator. But if you notice, what he's doing is he's wrapping it up in something else. He's putting velvet over the iron fist. Okay. And the velvet is all of this, you know, universe, spirituality stuff. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, as you said earlier in, in the earlier episode, he was love bomber first. Oh, yeah. And now that she's kind of completely under his spell as such. Yeah. He's trying to break her away from the group. If there's any dissent from his view, well, look, they're trying to break us up and they don't believe in us. But let them. Let them think what they want. We'll just be our own people. In other words, he'll get her all to himself. I know. And it seems to be working. And that's a sad thing. She just is not strong enough to stand up to him. She knows it in her piece to cameras. She's saying it. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm losing myself. I have a right to have an opinion and I should be able to speak up. But she is 
everything is exactly opposite when she's in his company. It's yeah. like she's under some sort of a spell and he's taken full advantage of that. And there's no apologies and he's not trying to no, hide anything, which is, no, again, no, 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 is no. weird. The cracker from him was, if I allow her to get angry, how is she ever going to learn? That was like a serious, I would have stood up and punched him in the face and said that to me. just opened their mouths, their jaws hit the floor. Yeah, everybody was shocked, including us. And, you know, Shona, like, again, sat there quietly and didn't address it. And, you know, she just kind of just looked a little tiny bit confused. Now, Melissa had a little go. She said, you know, she's your equal. There's no allowing anybody. And he just kind of nodded his head a bit. And then because of his reaction, somehow we got a cracker from Charlene. She says, it sounds like Brad is open to that feedback. Therefore, ah, we won't be too hard on you. Is he what? Not a hope in hell. No, he's not they were well. dead. Like no they, they, on a level of one to ten, he got the mildest little one, a little tap on the wrist, didn't he? Well, look, I'm glad. I'm really glad that that Mel kind of got stuck into him, and she did get stuck into him. Like, I mean, she called him out certainly on two or three occasions, and yeah. even when he tried to answer for Shona, and she was going, "I'm talking to Shona." Yeah, you know, she was having none of it. Um, when Paul was talking to him, um, and he said, "You know, I allowed her to to feel the way she felt, or yeah. whatever," she shot. Paul a look Mel shot Paul a look as if to say <laughs> you address that or I'm going to address it <laughs> oh, I missed that bit oh she shot him a look and it was a she- fierce look yeah so I kind of knew she was going to get stuck in oh, well somebody has to wake him up I mean you know Paul is no John yeah I agree with you yeah he's completely. no 100%. John well Mel doesn't really have to get stuck in when John's around no John's no no to do it. <laughs> Paul, Paul is too nice he just just seems to he wants to see the good in everybody and he kind of works it around so he sees the good in everybody or mm. makes him come across as good yeah whereas John pulls no punches yeah John yeah. obviously the Australian expert yes so we've two new couples coming into the fray what do you make of them it's strange this always happens with the new couples you look at them and you go they don't see him anything like the others. Let's start with Erica and Jordan. They seem to me to be terribly young or something compared to the rest of them. They are. Well, look, at, I think they're probably the same age or in the same age group as uh, Tasha and Paul. Yeah. And I think that Erica reminds me of Tasha as well. She's very vivacious, very kind of larger than life. Yeah. I don't know. They, look, they do share some stuff. Let, let's put it like this. They, they share some life experience. Number one, they are both brought up by their grandparents. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So that should be a good bond between them. Number two, they are both into fitness kind of thing in that she's a dance instructor. He's a fitness instructor. Surely there's some common ground there. And they're, they're both, they're a good look, looking couple. They're both good looking yeah. people, aren't they? Yeah. He made absolutely no reference really to her looks in a sort of, in any sort of a picky way. The same couldn't be said for her. She is dead picky. Yeah. And she gets the ick really easily. Like I know you. it's like getting the ick, yeah. We've, we've discussed this numerous times <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Once you get the ick, there's no going back. But it all went pretty well. It did. Well, Ish. Yeah, apart from his vows, Jordan's vows. Oh, my God. He does like to talk, but he says that in his pinned initial piece where he's playing pool with his friends. That's no excuse. Seriously. <laughs> I felt like I went off and made a cup of coffee and came back and then went off to the bathroom and came back again and he was still talking. <laughs> like, I mean, for Christ's sake. Imagine listening to that all the time. Like, But he, ma- he made the, the 
classic mistake that a lot of young lads make. They're eager. They want to, you know, appear a certain way and they can't let a bit of silence go and they want to get their points across. And he just chatters, 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 chatters. And she's going to have to address that. And I think she will address it. In fairness, I think there was definitely something between them. Yeah. I, you know, I do think they clicked. And I think there was some sort of a physical attraction between the two of them. So uh, her, well, her friends certainly thought he was a fine thing, didn't they? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, God, they were on cloud nine. Yeah, she's not a, She's not a girl to hold back. No, no, she'll tell him exactly she's not what she a girl wants to hold back. To and I think that's just probably what he needs. And she'll say to him, listen, mate, you need to listen to me a bit more. Although they kind of did with that little fire, fire pit chat they had. It yeah, that's, fire pit there, wasn't it? Yeah, well, they, they kind of always do. Well, couples kind of seal their commitments to each other as such. You yeah. Know, and, and kind of sit down and say, oh, OK, we're going to go with this and we'll see how it goes and we'll give it time. And yeah. we're both committed to it. Do you know what we've never had, actually? We've never had a case I can think of where a couple were having a really good wedding and then they went outside for the little chat and then had a mad big row. I can't think of one of them. Do you know what else we've never had here? What? We've never had the bride wear the same dress as she tried on in the shop. You only made me aware of that. Now, we must have watched about 10 series of this over the years and you finally told me about that and I never noticed before. Yeah, well, like, I know in fairness, I nearly ate my words so because when the next couple, Bianca and Jay, came on, her dress was very, very, very similar to the one she had in the shop. Just make it clear to everybody, when we're seeing the initial piece with the couples, right, we get a little shot of the bride in the dress. In a dress. In a dress. I always thought it was the dress. No, so why would you want to show your, your dress before the actual wedding day for the big reveal? Oh, is that, that why you sense. Think? Oh, okay. The oh, boy-girl boy girl divide here. Boy-girl divide. JJ and Bianca. Oh, my God. Do you know, if he was a slice of chocolate cake, he'd eat himself. JJ stands for jumped up jerk. You reckon you don't like him at all, tree, don't no, you? No, I, I give just think, look in the flaming mirror, mate. I mean, where did you go to the barbers for a start? Do you know what I don't like? I don't like yeah. his dad. No, his dad didn't help matters either. Let's, I think his dad was rude and arrogant. Yeah, well, let's start at the start. JJ thinks he's great because he was off in Hollywood and it sounds like he spoke to a supermodel and she went for a coffee with him once. Well, he said he dated her and then she cheated on him. In other words, he met her in the morning. She met him for lunch. He thought he might be in with a shot. And by the evening time, she was with somebody else. That's probably what it sounds like. Or she was with somebody else all along and he was so mad about it that he Maybe. didn't notice. I don't but know. anyway, look, at he is, he's, you know, one of these self-proclaimed guys who likes to go after somebody for the way they look. And there has to be initial <laughs> sexual attraction. We then see Bianca. And Bianca, I think, is lovely. You really did like she Bianca, didn't you? She is just gorgeous. And I'm not necessarily talking about her appearance, although I think she's a gorgeous looking girl. But we'll come back to that. Paul didn't? No, no. Experts, I and mean, in particular, Paul, what were you doing? Paul effectively said, look, he's been going for really good looking women the whole time. He needs to take a break from that. So we'll give him Bianca. Yeah. And if he can look past her looks, well, then he'll see that she's a really nice person. Ah! Like, seriously, cheek of him. That was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Paul, come on. Yeah, it was a bit harsh. Yeah, I think I think Bianca is a lovely girl. And yeah. um, I don't like her hair. I don't like her hair. I'm going to be honest with you. She should stay dark. I saw somewhere online that it's the latest thing, this roots down the centre, but you say it's not. Well, no, not in my world. No. Um, maybe for teenagers, I don't know. Yeah. But I know I didn't like it at all. I think I think she'd be absolutely stunning if she had dark hair. It's so obvious, though, when they do meet at 
the wedding. He cannot keep his eyes on her at all. He no, can't, he can't look, look her straight in the, the face. No. no, it's embarrassing, isn't no, it? No, no. She was obviously very impressed with him. Yeah, um, can't but see no. why. I can't see why either. I can't, but I don't think he's attractive. I think the only thing that I like about him actually is his teeth. Yeah, and even then, they're just, he paid for them. Yeah, well, or somebody likely, paid yeah, for them. likely. I, I just think, I, I've seen online, 80s Dorman, somebody said. Um, there's a touch of Paul Gascoigne back in the day, or even a little bit, yeah. you know, later yeah, on. Yeah, you're right, there is. Um, Except for the hair colouring. Now, by the way, we would not be going on about JJ's looks if it wasn't for the fact that he goes on about women's looks. Yeah, true enough. And I mean, he has, he's left himself wide open for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if he's going to judge people on, on their looks, well, then he should be judging. You're going looks. to get it, mate. And even his clothes. Oh, my Jesus. He, but he's a designer. He has his own clothing brand. Look, he is never going to wear. Somebody in your twenties is never going to wear what you wear anyway. Hugh, you're mm, in your fifties. Okay. Like you know. Don't remind you're me. Gonna, you're never going to appreciate. Don't remind me. So he's, you know, he's probably very trendy. Yeah. I actually thought he was making a joke on the couch where Paul said, "You know, what would people say about you? What would our first impression say? <laughs> oh, you know, I'd like to think that they were and uh, they they thought I was a good dresser." And I was like, "Going, oh, he's been sarcastic." I know, but he wasn't. He was being actually serious. I thought he was like, he got those clothes in the beat in 2005 or yeah, something. Yeah, the state of him. <laughs> no, he's been serious. I was going, oh, okay. That was kind of a realised. I better shut up here now. I don't know anything about young people's fashion. Is Bianca totally oblivious to the fact that he doesn't like how she looks? I think she is. Yeah. And fairness, I think she is. I don't think, look, she can't help it. Let's see what happens in the honeymoon. Well, by the looks of the trailers we got, she is cottoned on to him and she wants a bit more from him. And he isn't forthcoming. And he's probably putting up the old smoke screen. So overall, what do you think of them? I mean, you've heard what I think. In terms of new couples. So I think, I think the first couple, Eric and Jordan, I think they've got a lot in common. Mm. I think they're both young, I think they're both carefree, they're both up for fun. Mm. Um, and I think that they'll have an adventure. Can I see them staying together? Probably not, but I think they'll have an adventure and they'll, they'll make good TV. As for JJ and Bianca, I hope Bianca puts him well and truly in his place. She's kind of given us an idea that she might be, you know, she might be a strong woman. And I hope she follows through on that. I really do, because I, I would like to see JJ getting his comeuppance. Yeah, I think she's one of those people who starts off very, very nice. Uh, if you treat her nice, she'll be lovely. She's not going to take the same crap she took in the previous relationship. I hope not. Yeah. And she's gone to her council and she was very clear about that and honest yeah. about that. So yeah. she's addressed a lot of issues in her own life, in her own relationship. So I hope she can see that, you know, I don't know, that he's superficial or whatever. Um, and I hope she gets her happy ending. Judging by the trailers, that's pretty much the way it's going to go if you can judge the trailers. Yeah, it's probably going to be totally different. Seems to be intimacy week next week. We look forward to that. We do. And I'm looking forward to going to sleep now because I'm definitely yeah. waning. I'm sorry, guys. Listen, I, I just before I go, can I just say thank you all so much for your emails? It's really, really good interacting with y'all. Just had so many emails this week. Didn't we? We've had, we've had, and, and the audience figures are great. Guys, thanks a million for listening and drop us a few reviews to wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're talking to friends about the show, please, please tell them about the podcast here. We'd love to have them along. The audience has grown. Only you guys can help the audience grow even more. Uh, we'd just love to talk to you all. Simple as that. So, that's keep set. watching maths, guys. Yeah, that's my line. Keep watching <laughs> maths, guys. I thought you'd never say it. You could offer it, you. <laughs> I will talk to you again very, very soon. Later. Bye for now. Before you go, just a quick request. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. And if you can... Pop on a notification. That way you'll know when our podcast drops. 
If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us on hindicastreality at gmail.com. Hindicastreality at gmail.com.